0: as each one has received a gift minister it to one another hey there you're listening to service and practice where we dive into the practical elements of service in the orthodox church in the 21st century every other week you'll hear from a guest that has a particular passion or talent within service i'm your host karen and thanks for joining I'm so glad to be back on the podcast. Today, I'm here chatting with Maria, and we're going to be talking about service in the face of language barriers. Maria is a fellow podcaster, and we actually met talking over Instagram. She lives in Montreal, and she attends the Coptic Orthodox Church of St. Peter and St. Paul in Montreal. And Maria works in linguistics as a translator between French and English. Hey, Maria, it's so great to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Karen? I'm doing well, thank God. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today about your experience with different languages and also how that's translated fun <laughs> intended <laughs> into your uh, into your abilities and service. That's a good one actually. and um, thank you for the intro, by the way. Really oh yeah, yeah my, my pleasure. So like I said, you are a fellow podcaster. You host a podcast called About Us, which is which really seeks to discover the different lives and paths of individuals that you interview kind of breaking down stereotypes and seeking to build up unity and I actually had the honor of being a guest on the about us podcast
1: yeah thanks
0: for having me that was a really great discussion we had no of course (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I really enjoyed it that's one of the uh, podcasts
1: that um like the episode that we did together that taught me a lot about you know service to and your point of view and all that so I really appreciate it yeah
0: no it, it was really a great time so I'll definitely link that Episode in the show notes so that everyone can check it out. And besides podcasting, Maria is also very successful in her writing. She has a, a blog called <laughs> honeyfaceherblog.com, which I'll also link. And she's also written three books. One of them is called 6,000 Thoughts, one of them is Honeyface Hers Truly, and the last one is called Vois 101. Did I, did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, you did it. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, French is not my strong suit, but. <laughs> um, no, 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 you said it Thanks. I'm actually reading 6,000 thoughts right now, about halfway through, and I've really enjoyed it so far. Thank you for your feedback. That's um
1: one of the things that made me like, that motivated me and made me feel like, whew, okay, maybe that wasn't a
0: bad thing, putting it out. So <laughs> you know, it's Thanks. awesome. Like, you know, the reading poetry I really enjoy reading poetry and prose sections as well. There's a lot that, you know, when I read it, I can relate to it or, you know, I'm so eager to share it with a friend. So thank you for putting that out there and inspiring, you know, other creators. Thank you. (laughs) Today, you know, we're talking about languages. And of course, I approached you because I really admire that you have the, that you're fluent in both French and English, especially kind of by nature of the area in which you live. So can you tell us a little bit about your general thoughts on your situation right now with regards to the different languages? Actually, I wasn't always fluent like that since um,
1: French is my mother tongue for a while. For me, French was that that language, that main language. Now, I, I'm actually very, I feel like I'm very different than the person that I used to be because now there's not only French in my life, there's English, there's um Arabic, at some point there was Spanish uh, because of high school, so I had to, like, we were <laughs> obliged to, like, learn Spanish, and now that I think about it, I feel like it's a bit heavy in the sense that you want to master these languages equally, you want to be good as much in English as in French, as in, you know, but whether you know you like it or not there's always going to be that second language right that that the one that you don't know perfectly but I see the benefits of knowing or understanding these languages and I might not necessarily know how to read and write in Arabic but the fact that I can now have like a one or two hour conversation with someone without hesitating all the time and you know trying to find my words or ask every second, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? You know? um, I feel like, yeah, like I'm, I'm really happy with how I've evolved and how I can have many different conversations with different people. And that, like, that just opens doors and it, it doors not only to conversations, but also to different cultures.
0: You talked a little bit about your experience with language right now. And I'm wondering What that looked like when you were a child and if that kind of evolved? Yeah. uh, So as a child, I feel like there wasn't this wave
1: of like or this big wave of immigration or like, you know, newcomers as there is like or there has been, you know, over the last couple of years. I feel like it was maybe the beginning and it was important, uh, especially for my mom, that I would know French first because, you know, Montreal is in the province of Quebec in England, in uh, Canada and the, the main official language of Quebec is French. So she didn't want me to feel like I wouldn't fit in or I would have issues with friends or wouldn't understand them or like um, um wouldn't be able to understand my teachers or or whatever I'm reading or my homework, you know, she wanted me to be able to, she wanted me to be like the other kids in in, in a sense, not like in an assimilation sense, like, like culturally, no, but like, just language wise, you know. So that was an important thing um, to know French. And then even if I'm not, I was born and raised in Montreal, but even if I don't look um, like, you know, French Canadian, I, I can at least belong to a certain group of friends, community, whatever I, ca- I can understand them. That's that's like the basics of communication, right? But I feel like over time, no matter how well you know a language, it's not going to protect you from other things like from bullying or from racism or whatever, but it's a good step. Like I feel like French, especially in Quebec, you know, um with school and everything and work, that was a good start. I feel like if I had known English first, it wouldn't have been the same and I wouldn't have been able to know French and English equally or master them. I feel like English is is an easier language to learn, so it's good that it came later. It took me time for sure, especially as a younger kid, but... You learn English. You cannot escape English, right? Like movies, um, like, you know, music, everything. So you're going to learn like in an easy way. And then you're going to find yourself surrounded by a lot of uh, English speakers in university. Like my whole life was French and all of a sudden in university, English. So it took me a bit of time to adapt. But I was able to just, you know, fit in again, like as you know when i was a kid and tried to fit in you know in french um arabic was just there behind the scenes for my dad it was important that i would know arabic so that i could speak with my grandmothers so my parents also made me watch arabic movies like egyptian movies for the longest time i would just listen and maybe i understood but i wouldn't necessarily respond back in arabic and i feel like that changed when i went to egypt and got closer to my roots and i was like oh no i i actually want to know more about this like i'm not necessarily a fan of arabic but um you know i'm a fan of being egyptian <laughs> like like you, you can it just shows you that for for me now languages um i feel like i cannot separate languages from culture as i used to you know it's not just it's not only a means of communication it's like it helps you understand someone else as well, like on a cultural,
0: social level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what you said about being able to connect with people when you're speaking in their language, I, I get that. I think it's very interesting when you were talking about the waves of immigration. Um, and I'm curious to know, you know, in your church parish specifically, what does that look like demographically? Have you been seeing bigger waves of immigration or has that kind of declined?
1: Oh, yeah. No, we've seen bigger waves of immigration, I feel like, more and more, um, especially, like, really the last couple of years. Um, Montreal, in general, like, the, the city of Montreal, um, just to give an idea before we go to the uh, parish um, subject, like, it, it's a very multicultural uh, city. And in general, people really want to know other cultures. Like, they, they're they not necessarily closed uh you know, minded or anything like that. And and it's a, it's a city that helps you or like allows you to do that, right? To know more, all kinds of cultures and languages. So that's why it's also easy to understand or learn languages and not just have one. I feel like with the, uh, my parish, uh, so depending on how like, <laughs> so if you have the map of Montreal in front of you, you'll see that like, depending on the neighborhood, the language will vary um and where St Peter and St Paul is located it's in like in the West Island so you mostly have english speakers and that influences you know the language that the church will use for liturgy activities etc so it's in english mostly a bit of coptic but it's just english and what's very unique about St Peter St Paul is that it's a missionary church so you, you won't only see Egyptian people, you'll see people who are like Canadians, uh, any culture. Like, uh, I remember an Indian person, uh, I think Latino, so that's the purpose of the church. And you also have different, you know, several cultures. Um, and what unites us is faith more than anything else. Um, it's mostly like it's not our biggest church but it's uh continuing to grow it's the church that has like less of newcomers because i think of the english aspect you know usually newcomers uh, are seeking for something in arabic right um i'd say like middle class and higher that's that's like you know very like a lot of young people students for sure um young couples, you know, families and all that. So that's mostly what you'll find. Yeah.
0: I love that you said that, you know, faith is the most important thing and that that's what unites people, you know, whether they're coming from different backgrounds, have different languages, different socioeconomic status, right? Like that all, um, you know, the faith and the love that we have unites us. I'm also wondering if you've encountered any challenges in service, whether at, you know, your current church right now or in the past, Um, because of language differences so I've seen challenges more with uh, the kids and
1: not necessarily as a servant but I feel like when you have kids who um, let's say don't speak Arabic at all and then all of a sudden the majority of the group speaks more Arabic and then unconsciously like a servant will respond to them in Arabic it they don't do it on purpose but then it excludes the like the kids that don't understand right and that that kind of you know you, you feel it in in the kid like they can't continue like they don't understand the lesson or they don't feel like they belong to a certain group of friends right um and and the the opposite also happens like um maybe like a lot of the kids know english and french but but some of them just arrived to canada and they don't they only know arabic and so they feel like they're left behind um so i've seen that uh that that was a challenge i feel like um maybe also between servants you'll have servants who also just yeah are newcomers for example and then you have me who was like born and raised in montreal um Sometimes there is gonna be a miscommunication. Um, y- you'll try to like respond in Arabic. They'll try to help you and respond in English, and then you you like right like oops, you are lost in translation. Yeah, there is a misconnection, and then you think you you understood what they said, but no. And then there could be like right like some little um, tension. Yeah, right, because you you you, but then you you remember what's the the main goal? Like we all have the main goal to we want the the kids to benefit from a Bible lesson, for example, right? We, we don't, right. So when you have that in mind, you're like, okay, maybe we'll find other ways to understand each other. Or maybe, um, the most important thing I, I, I believe is to get to know each other because it's not just the language. It's also, um, the background that comes with it. Um, language in language it's not just knowing the words and what they mean it's also how you the tone you use and how you know maybe we're in Arabic we tend to have more emotions and more like you know we're more um we're maybe louder um and in English or in French it's different you you find yourself in all these um waves of, of speaking um and then when you get to know someone and, you know, oh, okay. You used to do it this way in Egypt. Okay. I understand. But maybe kids here don't. Okay. Cause they teach them that at schools. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then you try to find a way, right? Like you, you need to have these conversations like, and you need to take your time and and not just rush so that you, you don't get surprised like during when you actually serve right during the service. And it's good to have this time like before or after seeing the kids. Right. So that, um, yeah, I, I feel like when you get to know your your fellow servants, it's gonna it, that's the first step and it's also gonna help you getting to
0: know your kids right? It makes a lot of sense. I can definitely imagine what it's like to be um, in the shoes of one of those kids that maybe doesn't understand. Um, it's actually quite ironic but when I was a young child uh, less than three years old, Arabic had been my first language and when I started going to preschool um I also like only knew Arabic at the time (laughs) and and I didn't um like I didn't really know English and I wasn't able to communicate with um my classmates and I don't know it was kind of kind of weird like I didn't have friends I didn't have anyone to talk to and quickly I picked up English and actually um you know lost some of that knowledge of Arabic and you know I'm not as conversational um now, as I used to be. So it's, you know, I definitely kind of have been there, but also been there in terms of, you know, as a servant and sometimes maybe not always being able to connect to the degree that I want with some of my fellow servants who maybe their English is not as strong. Um, so, you know, you bring up some really good points about issues that might exist. And I'm wondering if you have any solutions or do you think that, you know, with time, this might be less of a challenge? I do believe
1: that uh, with time, it's going to be less of a challenge. Okay, so because knowing languages now is or has become an asset. You know, when you apply to a job, they say, like, do you know more than, you know, it's an asset if you know English or French more or even Arabic. Sometimes it's it's, um, in the mend. Um, And so... I I see it in parents um, when they push their children to know like I want you to know English and French and Arabic like at home you'll know Arabic for example but at school you have to excel and so it's going to be less of a challenge because of that because kids also they have like their brains are like sponges and they'll they'll grasp all that you know they'll they they learn quickly and they like to learn like they're curious as well so that helps i feel like the church has already adapted a bit and it is still adapting in the sense that okay we have liturgies in different languages we try to have activities in different languages and then it also depends um on your parish and to which church you go to uh because in Montreal, for example, um, depending on the neighborhood, like I mentioned earlier, like, yeah, if you're in the West Islands mostly going to be English. If you're in the South Shore, it's going to be French, you know. So, um, yeah, so, like, it, there's – you're always going to find it accessible. Like, you're you're never going to be like, well, everything's in Arabic. Like, I can't go to church. I don't get it. Um, that used to be, like, our generation, actually. <laughs> I feel like it's with our generation that, like, mine – you know, uh, people my age, just a little older or younger, it changed, things changed, right? Um, So that too helps. Solutions would be like, in terms of service, I think it's good that we're never just one servant, even if the group is small. Um, it's good to be two or three people together so that not only you can help each other, but then you have the one who speaks Arabic and who still understands English and French and you have the one who speaks well English and French. You can like also under you know, have this understanding of Arabic. And so that let's say the Bible lesson we we give or the activity is in English and there's a kid who just only understands Arabic, you can have a servant helping them, guiding them and translating to them, you know, and also it's not just about giving this Bible lesson, that's it, but like when you review it Make sure that the kid who only knows Arabic tries to catch on the words like uh, Rabbina means like God, you know, like because they're going to grasp it really fast. Right. So it's good to be together like that. Fellowship is a strong thing. Sometimes, yeah, we're scared to have tensions because we don't share the same mentalities, whatever. But if you still focus on the goal, like we mentioned earlier, and the goal is positive, right? You want to bring kids closer to Christ. When you have all this help and you have other servants with other backgrounds and knowledge and and a, a different language, kids will feel like they're understood. Okay, like it's not just my my friends who don't understand me, but at least I have a certain servant who can and like will make me feel a little more connected to the group or to the lesson I'm learning. Um, and that feeling of you know, being understood. Uh, that that's really important for for a child um so that's why language is like <laughs> this big thing like it's a big deal when you think about it so i feel like that's um a solution uh and also when you search for activities try to see if the same like for example um now everything's on zoom and uh, last week i had like um sunday school um a uh, class with the uh, really young kids and like one of her servants she found this a uh, video a uh, video on the um uh, uh the prodigal son parable but the same video there was a a, a version in english and a ver- version in french and so we have kids who don't understand english at all so she would play the video first in french uh sorry in english then like whatever she would say in english i would say it in french so that's why it's good to be more than one servant, right? Um, And you feel like it's still interactive. Because if you do everything, the translation, that this, the, that, like you will lose some kids' attention here. You will, you know, you're trying to grab one kid here, one kid there. Um, Yeah, so like make sure that like your material also is available in, in two languages. Maybe in the States, I think it's more like English and Arabic. Um I keep saying English and French
0: because like, <laughs> because of Montreal, you know, but yeah, yeah, no, I think in the states it's definitely gonna depend on um which which location, which parish um you know, in my own parish we do definitely mm-hmm. have a lot of Arabic speakers. Um, I also I really like that you said um you know, having making sure you're, you're never alone and you know having someone that's gonna you know help you out whether it is to translate or to, you know, fill in the gaps. It reminds me of when Christ sent out his disciples, he sent them two by two, right? And never just one by themselves. And also what you said about um, the need to be understood. I think that, you know, you're absolutely right that, you know, a child needs to to feel that they're really being heard and understood. And it's not just for a child too. It's, you know, for for adults as well. And, you know, as a servant, we want to make sure that whether it's a child or a parent or even a, a fellow servant that, we're um, very receptive to what they're saying and that we can st- provide that sense of, yes, I'm hearing you, um, I'm understanding you for, for each person we interact with. So my last question is, you know you in your experience, you know you, you have this um, knowledge of Arabic, you're fluent in English, you're fluent in French. Has that opened the, the doors for you you know in, in any context within service, be that in the church or outside of the church? Yeah.
1: And it's only when, um, I started working, you know, like as an adult and all that, or maybe even before that, but I feel like you don't. It doesn't hit you, especially when I was studying translation. I mean, there are two. You you have the two languages. I was, um, doubting a lot. Like, why am I studying this? Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, and it's only when I started working that I saw the need of people who know um more than one language and um most of the people in my team at work would will know english more than french or maybe maybe very little or or maybe nothing um uh, about french um and so so there were there were tasks that they couldn't do like you know um let's say they needed like a bilingual trainer or, or whatever, right, or understanding, like, is this document well translated? Like, are you sure? Okay, can we how can we compare? Right? And things like that. So you realize that it's, oh, like, now I know the use of my degree. And like, um, sometimes, yeah, like, orally, I stutter. And like, it's hard for me to do like interpretation. I'm not used to it. Because like, you mentioned also at first like i'm more of a writing person than a you know um a speaker but y- you see you see the need like I, and and then it becomes a purpose too i feel like okay like yeah they need people with that you know baggage um and it's rewarding like you don't need much in life to to feel like useful um, that for me was such um I don't know, it was, it was like a highlight because I remember uh, talking with my, one of my t- teachers at university and I was like, I don't know like what I'm doing. Like, I don't know if I like it or not. And I was thinking in terms of art and or being an artist and putting the languages aside. And he was telling me like, well, do you want to be an artist or do you want to be creative? Um, and no one ever asked me that question this way and i said i guess like creative like for me it was like i can't really say artist like you know like i'll just say creative and he was like well that's the whole point you can be creative in any way in any way it could be a scientific way it could be an artistic way it could be anything um and i believe that like i found this creativity in the languages too um at work when you find solutions when you want to help or whatever i feel like n- knowing these languages um and not just at work, but like it made me like it helped me understand my colleagues better. Um, you can also, I don't know, when you're stuck in a store, um, I remember it happened to me. There was like someone who just came to me and they were like, do you speak Spanish? I was like, well, a bit. I don't know. like, And then, um, she, then they were like, yeah, but there's a client who just only speaks Spanish. And I'm trying to explain to her that this cream um." is like for the face, <laughs> like, you know, like this moisturizer or whatever. Can you like try and tell her that? So like I tried finding my words, but the person got on. She was like, OK, 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 Para la cara. okay. like, you know, like um. and then you're like, oh, like if I wasn't there that day, like if I didn't know Spanish, like now I, I kind of know the reasons why like I had to do that. Maybe for for the same student in my class, like in high school, she was also learning spanish but like didn't it's not for the same reasons like we were all forced to learn spanish but then later in life it leads you somewhere to a certain situation to it, it's as small as this as and you know as big as you know when you need it for a job or when you need it for a bigger thing right like you never know like i feel like languages is like are there to communicate between us help us like help each other understand each other communicate like it's it's really the basics of just like being human really because then how can you explain your needs explain how you feel um or or understand what what the person wants you to you know what they want to tell you right um for sure i'm not against at all like knowing all these languages and like i i kind of regret putting Arabic on the side for a long time. Um, but it's never too late. Um, but it they're all really rich, all these languages, right? And um, even if... Because I, I saw you writing a title, like, can I u- use Google Translate for this? But, you know, it's a really good question because back in the days, I would have told you, no, you can't use Google Translation. Today, I will say, yes, you can. Like, if you really need it, you can. its It has become so much better than it is today. I remember also like the same teacher was telling me like you might not have a big future in translation because of all these like machines, robots, this like all these apps about translating like you just, you know, like Google Translate. Right. Um, but he said, like, maybe you'll find a bigger um, career or whatever in in um, editing and proofreading. Right. So even Google Translate will never be perfect and will never be able to replace us and our nuances and languages and like our sarcasm, maybe, yeah, they're creating robots to get there, but we will, they will always need us to like complement that machine, right? Like, um, th- there's something about like the conscious, conscience and like emotions, whatever Like what's really deep that like a machine will never truly get, um, and like I've seen it at work where we had to translate something and the word date basic like the logic you know date means that in in French like the date like February 2nd and Google translated it as a date like going on a date with someone so like you know and it's like that could be like you don't do that like for work it was like oh my god we need
0: to like (laughs) you know we need to fix that that definitely makes sense you know that that like Google Translator, a similar tool is not going to be able to, um, you know, it's not going to be perfect on its own, but it's the, the human element that really is going to be able to go above and beyond. And, you know, even, you know, this may sound cliche, but, you know, there's this saying that like love is the universal language. <laughs> I know. I, I think that, you know, what you've said, you know, throughout the whole episode is, has really shown that, that it's not just about the words you say, but it's the way that you would go you go about expressing yourself yeah. especially in the context of service you know to those that we want to show the love of christ
1: and actually a last thing would be that um you know how like sometimes when we go to bible study whatever they'll say like well oh, you know that word um in greek means this and like it, it like it's for us to understand like the power of like jesus words or why you know the pharisees reacted in a certain way so I mean, yeah, like with without, if you don't know more, if you just stick to one language, I feel like I've learned so much about the Bible and 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 like reading between the lines and what each verse means, right? Um, cause you have more words in Arabic, you know, for example, or in Greek or whatever than in English, and sometimes to translate something from Greek or Hebrew to English it's going to take like two, three paragraphs, paragraphs, or, or like sentences, but it's never going to be as perfect as in Hebrew. And then you understand, oh, okay, like, that's why it's so heavy. Okay, that's why, okay, I need to understand that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that experience. You know, even just recently, um, you know, being encouraged to sometimes, like, look up different Um, terms you know especially in the new testament and and seeing like the greek root and even though i'm not fluent in in greek or cannot i can't read it by any means just you know going to to the dictionary to see what the word means and you know there is such a a benefit of the technologies that we have when it comes to languages yeah yeah yeah, totally Mm -hmm. well i'm glad that we got to talk and i'm glad that your experience you know in in different languages has been so rewarding for you it's really beautiful to hear that
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for giving me the the opportunity to share. I've never actually spoken about languages in, in a deep way with other people. So I feel like it's um I'm always like alone in this <laughs>
0: domain or like in my group of friends, you know. Yeah, no, it, it was really great to get your insight. Th- thank you so much for being on the podcast and, you know, looking forward to, you know, continuing to listen to your podcast and hear- see your next book come out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me yeah my pleasure and where can people go if they want to find more of you so i have a blog called
1: honeyfaceherblog.com um they can also find me on instagram at maria magdalena um just my first name um and um yeah pretty much it like the the podcast is on all um, platforms like spotify uh soundcloud and and apple podcast um a bit everywhere um but we'll stick to these that's that's
0: okay (laughs) yeah well thanks again maria it was great having you and uh, god bless your service thank you god bless you too thank you karen thank you